So here we are at a uh, pro bono landscape design just for you guys on this channel. We have found someone that wanted to have the front and backyard redesigned and rethought out and we're doing that here today for you. Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every Friday I bring with me landscape DIY education, concepts and theories, ideas and solutions so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself, get professional results, save a whole lot of money in the process, and in this day and age, be a lot more self-reliant. Man, after a 20 plus year career in the green industry, I'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you guys, the new, modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. So like I've said in many of the videos, the first thing I do as a designer, I start assessing my client's yard when I drive into the neighborhood. I'm gonna show you many of the things that I look for and what I measure and identify in a rough sketch when I show up and I start measuring out a yard. This is gonna be a three-part segment at least. We're gonna do the front yard first, then we're gonna do the backyard, and then we're gonna bring it to the table and design it up. Might teach you guys quite a bit of information to do it yourself. I'm not gonna show any fancy tools. I'm not gonna show any computer programs. We're gonna do it old fashioned with paper, pencil and pen, typical tape measure, and that's about it. What we're gonna do is we're gonna scale it down to a piece of paper, but we're gonna try to be as accurate as less than a foot. Now, when I used to do it for clients, I was definitely less than a foot, depending on what I was measuring. Here, this front yard is pretty easy to do with a simple 25-foot tape, maybe a 30-foot tape, and a little bit of pacing off. But the measuring of the dwelling and other stuff is pretty darn accurate, so I can place it on the front of this property accurately. So if they ever get to measuring out for walkway material, or like we're doing, we're rethinking the front of the house as far as a uh, enlarged portico with a, a deck that comes out or a porch that comes out for sitting, that kind of thing. So we're gonna be kind of accurate there, but the rest of it is conceptual. And I wanna emphasize that adjective. These are conceptual designs. It's a concept that's being presented on paper that is fluid during the construction process. I don't want to design anything for them that they cannot pull off by themselves. And that's what they're gonna be doing here. For the most part, except for the covered front porch area, it's probably gonna be 100% DIY, done out over the course of probably four phases. So, are you with me? Let's get this thing going. You can watch me measure things out, identify certain things, and I'll talk about it as I'm doing it. Glad you're here. Let's get rolling. So here we are. Here we are at the site. This is the front yard site. You can see that it has a, a brand new picket fence, and it has a, what I love to refer to as runway two niner as far as a front walkway leading up to the front house there's a, a few things that look like uh, they started and stopped right at the front door which they've kind of given me license to design out without any problem 
we've kind of talked a lot about um, lowering the maintenance. These ladies that live here, they're professionals, they're in school, and it's a big yard. It's a big yard to take care of. So we're probably gonna pare down the lawn area for weekly maintenance. We're gonna get into some larger beds with very low maintenance shrubbery. We're probably gonna have a type of uh, border around the fence that's gonna allow for uh, placement of fabric underneath and probably gravel over the top then with some shrubs and that kind of stuff. So we're gonna take the maintenance that they have here and we're gonna try and cut it in half cut it absolutely in half. If you look at the color scheme that's going on in the yard, we have kind of a, a taupey, taupey grayish tan look to the, the house with a, a slightly contrasting trim color around the windows. It looks like a little bit on the portico here. They've had to replace one of the support pieces that's gonna need some prime and paint on that. And the one thing that's really unique about this property is that they have two forms of water coming into this yard. They have what they call ditch rights. They have to pay for the water that comes down a communal ditch. And I'll show it to you over here. Hopefully dogs don't go nuts. We have lots of dogs and cats in this neighborhood. But the communal ditch comes down and then the, the pumping system, which you see this black poly pipe, this water starts flowing about the end of April into May, and then they have the water rights that come in there and they use it as field irrigation to water their lawns and whatever water they need. It's kind of, according to the clients, it's kind of unreliable at this point because they're towards the very tail end of this communal water and by the time it gets down here, there's really not enough to pump and do a significant amount of watering for very long. Uh, the one girl said that it's probably about 15 minutes worth of water when they turn on that pump and actually try to activate the irrigation system. So we may be rethinking that, that's for sure. There's some other obstacles that this yard has. One of the obstacles is big overhanging pine trees that they do not want to mess with. Uh, the way this fence went in, it's kind of like they came in about 24 to 36 inches into the property, so they didn't have to deal with the root systems and other stuff of these pines. And they wanted all grass when we first started talking until I kind of educated a little bit on the fact that lawn doesn't do really well under conifer type of trees, under pines especially. And these look like they're big uh, Austrian pines or even white pine, probably white, because I do see a little bit, of, little bit of shimmer on the needles. And there's some other things that are going on here. They have a very large dog, but the dog is generally not in the front yard. And you'll see how I address that design-wise when we do the backyard segment. One of the things that I was really struck by when I walked in here is everything is rectilinear. It's got a runway for a walkway, very rectangular type of lot, fence lines that are very 90 degree-ish. Um, so what I'm thinking immediately 
is a couple of things. Number one, softening the foundation, softening the house with larger, wider beds uh, that are gonna take off, and then walkways that are gonna allow them easy transition from this runway walkway to a side gate and to the side gate over there. That's one of the things. Then you can see the path of less resistance just wearing out here in the lawn area. Going to the, the side gate that goes to the main part of the backyard, you can see where this has become quite a trail. So we're probably gonna use that, but we're not gonna make it a right angle, straight shot type. We probably gonna bring it way out in front and maybe have a little serpentine to the side gate and then large beds. Remember one of the design concepts I used to talk about, and that is when you have walls, you wanna have your bed a minimum of half the distance horizontally as the wall is vertically. And here we have about a nine foot wall. So we want the beds to be at least four and a half, but we're gonna go one step further because we're thinking about having that sitting porch out front and then a bed and then a walkway, which is gonna chew up a lot of footage. So we're thinking more like seven and a half feet of bed here. And that way we can tear this out. We can put in some larger shrubs. I shouldn't say large, taller shrubs in the back. Maybe they're only gonna be four feet. And then we'll put some smaller, smaller ground hugging something in between. And then maybe some perennial color out at the edge of the walkway. Really define and really scale the bed so that it matches the scale of this yard as well as the vertical height of the wall. Now, there's some other obstacles that we have. Larger juniper trees were just taken out, just taken out here a few months ago, and we're gonna have to get tree people to come back in and grind this out and down really well. You can see some remnants of this ditch irrigation system that was done a long time ago, and according to our clients, they're basically, it's basically dysfunctional now. So my thought is, problem solving it, is to have a split irrigation system. We'll have one that can be fed from the ditch system as needed, but then with a ball valve access and ball valve access, we can use city water, which you'll see down here at the end of the, the house, down next to the other gas utility here, we can go down and tee into this, or we can tee off of this and have a series of anti-siphon valves down at that end that is gonna serve this whole front yard area. Probably one inch system and probably half drip and the rest sprays for whatever amount of lawn is gonna be left. Then the outside perimeter. We have huge junipers, juniper trees that are in here, gray juniper. And in looking at it, we have parts of the yard that are somewhat shaded here most of the day. There's periods of sun that do come in, but it's kind of a dappled sun corner over here. So I'm probably gonna be coming out from the fence, out from the house, walkway area, and then big large bed, probably a big sweeping bed from the proposed walkway, capturing 
all this juniper and then coming out probably almost a matching amount from the house coming in from the fence, probably seven or eight feet. We'll probably have a strip of lawn here between the walkway and the bed line. More juniper stumps that have to be ground down and eliminated. And then we have a large corner area out towards the street that's kind of angular. There's a small planting bed on the outside. Fantastic little place for a couple of drip sprays and have a nice color accent. And then probably something that captures this whole corner here, this whole corner, and then bringing it back in kind of a matching depth into the walkway again. Probably have a little bit, just a little bit of lawn on that side, little bit of lawn on this side, but their mowing time is gonna go from close to an hour down to maybe 20 minutes at the most. They could probably get rid of their gasser mower and get an electric one. So that's what we're at today. Now, as far as measuring, as far as measuring, a 25 foot tape is what I used to scale off this house and measure everything that's there. We have nothing that's really super distance. There are some things that we have to address as far as cable lines that are hanging out that are dysfunctional. Um, we do have this sandbox, which a project started and then it, it didn't get to completion. So we'll probably design that out. In the designer notes, when I present this, it's probably going to be suggested that we basically start over out here. The, the lawn is so infested with crab and broadleaf weed. Uh, there's a lot of things that just need to be eliminated so that we can come in with kind of a clean slate and be able to form up, form up a, uh, a cohesive idea out here that a DIYer can tackle and understand. That's the main thing. I have to be able to design it so they understand it and they don't pick it up five months from now and go, what did Coach Matt say? What, what did he say that? It has to be able to stand on its own. And that's such a concept for yourself. When you're doing your own design, chances are 90% plus, you're gonna remember it because you thought about it, you saw it, and you wrote it down. So you have three ways of remembering. And that is such a, a, a pinnacle of memory when you have done three things applied to the same thing. And that's what I'm gonna to try to do for these guys. I want them to be able to look at it and go, oh yeah, I remember what coach was gonna do about that. So why don't you join me next week when we jump in and start in on the backyard. Now, the whole conceptual idea of this design is aesthetics out front, functionality and creativity in the back. Our aesthetics out front are for curb appeal and for invitation into the yard. And in the backyard is a combo of things. We're gonna have pallet decks, dog runs, more irrigation, entertaining area, maybe even a couple little veggie bed, raised veggie beds and low voltage lighting and all kinds of stuff. So I think it'd be very interesting for you to see the front yard being put together and then the backyard being designed out as well. I wanna thank you guys for joining me here today. We're talking about a 
probably about four hours worth of work between measuring and putting it down on paper and then presenting. But we'll cover that when we get to it. I'll catch you guys next week, every Friday. As always, to your landscape success. Bye for now. Take care.